Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong mom, welcome back to another episode. And today's episode is for you if you have ever caught yourself saying, oh, I'll start again next week, or you get so far off track, you have no idea how to get back on or remember what even made you get off track to begin with. You beat yourself up when you have a setback and you think to yourself, if only I had more willpower and motivation. If this is you, then this episode is an extra dose of what you need. I want you to really take this episode to heart and learn how to really handle setbacks with grace because if you are struggling with those things, then I can guarantee a part of why you are not progressing or feel like you are in a plateau is because you are not being consistent enough because you are getting in your own way. I'll even go as far to say that you even need more self-love in your life. And if anything I ever say rubs you the wrong way or stirs emotion in you, then I can guarantee 100% it's because you need to hear it, that this message was specifically made for you. I believe things happen for a reason, and for whatever reason you are here with me today, I don't think it's by chance. And I don't take that lightly because how you show up, how you feel about yourself, and how you handle setbacks reflects how you feel about yourself and can be the determining factor on whether you are living a full life or not. And yes, I believe that strongly about this. I hope this episode helps you to overcome this struggle so that you can show up more for yourself and most importantly, help you to start becoming, to start becoming more loving to yourself. All right, because I really feel like the center of everything, if we were just to love ourselves through it, the outcome would be so much better. And the truth is that Setbacks are going to happen, and I don't care how much you plan or you think they won't, they will. And I've been on this journey for years, and I say journey because it's like you never fully arrive. You're sure you reach like these milestones, but you never fully stop growing. And because of that, you're still going to have setbacks. Usually they are new setbacks as time goes on, but as you grow and up level, new challenges are going to come up. And this is just part of the journey. So we really need to learn how to handle this if we're in it for the long term. If we really want to make this a lifestyle, then handling setbacks with grace is key. This is something that you need to start learning how to how to deal with. And you are not perfect, nor should you ever expect yourself to be. We only grow and learn through challenges. You need those challenges and setbacks to help you become who you want to become. You can't come out the other side when there's no hill to climb, right? How, how can you become stronger without having something to make you need to become stronger, right? Those challenges. 
You should always be welcoming challenges as opportunities to grow and learn, and you should see each as a passage to discovering your best self. And if you're thinking, whoa, Jessica, this is this is too deep for me. All I want to do is lose 20 pounds. I want you to really dig deep into what that means because it's not just about losing 20 pounds. It's about who you think you will become when you lose that 20 pounds. And that is is you wanting to live your best self. That is you wanting to show up for you, right? So it goes way further than losing weight on the scale. There is a reason. And I want you to, if you don't know what that reason is, girlfriend, (laughs) you need to do some soul searching and you need to figure it out because without knowing what that true big why is, you're gonna have nothing to fuel you going forward. It's not, there's, wanting to lose weight is not enough, I'm going to tell you that if if you really want to make this a lifestyle change. So before anything, you must change your mindset to one that welcomes, embraces, and anticipates setbacks. And I'm not talking about welcome setbacks into your home like they're your best friend and let them stay forever and just (laughs) give them all this hospitality. I'm talking about acknowledging them and then sending them on their way. Know they're going to come knocking on the door and be prepared. Maybe you can kind of think about setbacks as being like, I'm trying to think about when I was in college. I used to get Mormons knocking on my door all the time. Nothing against Mormons, but I'm just saying it's like, uh, it's just kind of awkward, right? Or like that salesperson coming in and knocking on your door. You're not going to like ask them to come inside your house, but you're going to acknowledge them, hear what they have to say, and then send them on their way. So let's walk through how you usually respond to setbacks. Let's break down the cycle, recognize what's going on and what needs to change so we can stop letting them run the show. Because as as of now, if you are somebody that is struggling with setbacks and then you are letting them run the show, right? If one little setback is becoming the cascade of another setback and another bad decision and so on, you are letting it run the show and we need to change that. If you want to change something though, you first have to become aware of it. It's like an AAA meeting. I always say this. Awareness is the first step and that's truly if within anything that you want to change, right? How can you change something unless you're aware of it? So we need to get, we need awareness as the first step. Say you do are doing good all week and then you give in to those cookies, right? So what, actually, let me just back, back step a little bit. We have to first, I'm first going to run you through what usually happens in these situations, right? So let's kind of talk about this. I'm going to use some examples that I think we can relate to. So say you are doing good all week and then you give in to those cookies you made for your kids or the ones that are at work or whatever. You give in to some kind of a kryptonite junk food, all right? Or something comes up and you had to skip your workout or your kid got sick and it just, we all know what happens when the kid gets sick, right? Like everything just stops in life for them, which it should, but you know, it gets us off track. All legit things that can cause a setback. So you give into a cookie, okay, maybe five. (laughs) Okay, you let life happen and you skip the gym. Okay, your kid gets sick, so your only option for dinner is McDonald's because they're attached at your hip and you have to sit on the couch all evening, right? We've all been there. This is called normal. This is freaking life. This is mom life, especially. You want to talk about anticipating setbacks. When you're a mom, 
they're always happening because you have so many factors in your life. It's not just about you, right? And so this is so important, especially as moms. And you know, but this is not an indication that you lack willpower or that you suck at this or that you shouldn't do this and that you should give up. You are doing the best you can in that situation. I truly believe that. I truly believe even when we handle things really shitty, I feel like we are doing the best we can in that situation. Sometimes we are not strong enough. Sometimes our mindset is not strong enough to handle things in the best way possible. But I truly believe that each of us handles things in the best of our capability at that time, sometimes better than others, right? But you, you know, you normally don't recognize this. You normally don't think, uh, you know, you, you normally, <laughs> I'm starting to get song tied. Let me backtrack. You don't normally recognize this though. You don't think about this. You normally start to think negative thoughts. I can't believe uh, you just ate five of those cookies. You just screwed up your whole day. Like your whole day is wrecked. You were doing so good. How could you have skipped the gym? You're so lazy. There's no time and no way I can do anything for me right now with this sick kid. It feels like every time I'm doing good, something happens to prevent me from going on. I should just give up. It's never going to happen for me. This, that, those thoughts are actually the beginning of your setback. Now, the thing that happens Now, it's not the thing that happens, but how you respond to it. The setback is never the actual problem because they happen and they will always happen. The problem is how you're responding and what you're doing when that setback happens, how you're thinking, your next actions. Are you beating yourself up? Are you telling yourself negative things? Are you thinking negative thoughts? You you are no position of empowerment to change, to do something good when you're beating yourself down. Just imagine if you had somebody standing next to you, like they're standing right next to you and they're yelling at you and you're telling you all these negative things, telling you that you, you're a screw up and you can't do this. Do you think you would feel motivated to keep going? Do you think you would feel ready to get back on the wagon, right? To get back on track? Hell no. You would feel stuck. You feel defeated. You feel worthless. You would not feel empowered to change. What you don't realize is you are doing this to yourself. You are standing in your own way. That's what we are doing. We're literally beating ourselves up because of these things. Then, you know, what happens is one day turns into two, two days turns into three, and then it becomes a whole week of being off track. And it's like the guilt just keeps piling on, right? It's like the first day you're beating yourself up, then you're the next day you're beating yourself up because you still were beating yourself from th- up from the day before you're still. In a- it just makes the situation worse. And that one setback becomes the first of many setbacks that turns into a rut. That's how you get in a rut. Right. A lot of people, you know, and to me, what a rut is, is like you have been off track for like a week or more. Right. Because you have allowed one decision after another to keep you there. And if you want to know if you're officially in a rut, I want you to ask yourself, what was the first thing that got me off track? And if you can't, if you don't know what that first thing was that got you off track, you are in a rut because it has now cascaded in so many off track decisions that you can't even remember what it was that really got you off track. So that's how you know when you're a rut. It's like a domino effect, a one bad decision after another. 
And, you know, I know, um, I actually, I have a little analogy that I want to share with you about falling off track. If you haven't heard it before, it's my falling off the wagon analogy. And I want you to imagine, you can close your eyes, unless you're driving, by the way, if you bring me along in the car, that's when I listen to podcasts a lot. Don't close your eyes. <laughs> but imagine this. If you were really on a wagon, and when I think wagon in my head, I think like, you know, back in elementary school, whenever you played organ trawl, I loved playing organ trawl. And I actually was like really good at typing. I was always like a really fast typer. So then after that, I got to play organ trawl. <laughs> and so anyway, so in my head, this wagon is like old school or organ trawl wagon, right? And imagine if you were on this wagon and you were to literally fall off of it, right? Because we have this saying whenever we fall off track, oh, I fell off the wagon. Think if you were to literally fall off this wagon, right? If you were to get back up really fast, you could probably jump back on that wagon pretty quickly. You could probably get back on it, no big deal, right? But if you sat, if you fell off and you're sitting there and you're crying about it, and oh my gosh, I can't believe I fell off this wagon, you're so stupid, <laughs> you're whatever, like I can't believe you and you're beating yourself up and then you decide, oh, okay, well, now I'm gonna get back off the floor, I'm dust myself off and you're taking your time, guess what happens when you stand back up? That wagon is so far gone in the distance that you have no idea where it's at. And this is a lot like, uh, this is a really good analogy to how it feels when we get off track, right? Because the longer you take to get back up, to dust yourself off, get back on the down wagon, the harder it is to find the damn wagon, right? And that's whenever you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to begin. Even if you were being consistent before and you were on track and you're doing everything, it's like all of a sudden you don't even know what to do anymore. And it's because that wagon is so far gone in the distance, you don't even know where it, it like where even to begin. You feel lost, right? So it's a really good analogy to how it feels to get off the wagon. And, you know, remember consistency is key. And without being consistent enough, you will always be taking one step forward, one step back, two steps forward, three steps back. And you'll be doing this dance with progress when you never truly make any progress, right? You're going to feel stuck. This is when we feel like we're in a plateau or we're stuck and we're not because we're not making any really full progress because say you do good all week and then the weekend comes and you let a setback and then it's like, okay, I take a, a couple more days to get back on track. Like you're always going back and forth. And this is another thing. Um, whenever you're doing this healthy lifestyle, like setbacks are going to happen. But you have to start identifying as a person that lives a healthy lifestyle. This is not just some little phase. This is not some diet, right? This is why diets don't work too, because in the mindset part of it, it's just like a start and a stop. And if you want to have consistent results, if you want to keep the results, you have to keep doing what you did to get the results. So you really do have to make this a lifestyle change. And so if we are not identifying ourselves as a healthy person, a fit person, we're not going to act in that sense. That's not going to be who we really are. We're not going to show up in that way. So you need to start learning to change your identity to being a fit person, a healthy person, whatever you're trying to become, you know, and identifying. And that's going to make things so much easier because it's not going to feel like it's something outside of you. Like this is just who you are. This is why a big part of why it's so easy for me to stay on track is because this is who I am. If I don't go to the gym, I don't feel right. I feel, I feel off. Like if I don't do these things, like 
I, you don't have, you know, you don't have to push me or I don't have to push myself really to do these things. I do them because I enjoy them. I genuinely enjoy the way it makes me feel. It's not, it's not restrictive to me to not be able to sit down and eat a bunch of Twinkies. Like I could care less. I haven't ate a Twinkie in like, or little Debbie cakes. Oh, I don't like little Debbie cakes. (laughs) I haven't ate those things in literally since like years, since I was like, way younger. I don't, there's just, I mean, and I don't miss it. I don't feel deprived. It's just, that's not part of who I am anymore. And that's fine. And it's not something that's serving me. And so I let it go. It's not part of my identity. All right. Just like, I'm trying to think of something I used to really love. I mean, like pizza. I used to, oh my gosh, like what was, what is the pizza from, um, I think it's Domino's that does the cheesy bread. When I was in college, oh my gosh, I used to tear that shit up. (laughs) I think that was my favorite thing. I love that stuff. But that's not who I am. That's not a part of my identity anymore. Like, that's just not who I am. That's not what I do. So I don't crave it anymore. It just doesn't fit in my life, you know? So that's what happens when you take that identity change. And that's a whole nother topic, but just kind of on a side note, that can be another thing that can really help you through this. So let's talk about how to change this around. How do we actually start handling setbacks with grace? The first step is understanding setbacks are part of the journey and reprogramming how you view setbacks and anticipating the setbacks. All right, that's the first step. So I'm gonna talk about three different steps. We're gonna talk about it in detail, but I'm just gonna go over them. So like I said, the first step is understanding setbacks are part of the journey and reprogramming how you view them, which we talked a little bit about that already. The second step is forgiveness and self-love when the setback happens. When it happens, immediately changing your thoughts on how you are responding to that setback in your head. The third step is Getting back on track ASAP, right? Remember, it's easier to get back on the wagon, literally, right? When it's right there in front of you. So we need to get we need to get better at that. So what's the next step of action you can do to get back on track, right? Because like we said, we are not in any way trying to eliminate setbacks because bottom line is they're going to happen no matter how much you plan and all that good stuff. So we really need to figure out a game plan on how we manage, how we we go about these things. So the first step, like I said, is really just understanding their part of the journey and reprogramming how you view the, these things and anticipating them. So what you can do and what I really will um, kind of challenging or suggesting you do is after this podcast journal. Every one of you should have a freaking journal and should be journaling things throughout this process and this journey. And one of the things that you should journal and that I'm going to suggest is I want you to sit down and think about what are the setbacks that you've had recently or in the past. Really think about that. And I bet you will start noticing that a lot of the setbacks are the same thing, right? You're having the same setbacks. And the problem is, You've never really dealt with the setback or figured out a way to handle that, to anticipate it, to have a game plan, to maybe do things to kind of lessen the odds of that happening. You have never really been fully aware of what the setbacks really are. And so you've just been waiting for them to happen and riding the ride, like hoping they're not going to happen, like closing your eyes, crossing your fingers and be like, hopefully this week, right? Hopefully this week, I'm not going to have any setbacks. But you can't go about life like that. You can't just go about hoping that a 
it's not going to happen. Like we need to take action on these things. And like I said, awareness is the first step. So you have to be aware of what is going on to even be able to really change it or to think about it ahead of time. And I'll tell you this much, when you can start anticipating your setbacks by knowing what they are, you can rehearse in your head how you're going to handle that. You can start making that groove in your your cognitive, your mental, you know, you're in your brain about how you're going to handle it. Guys, your mind controls so much. Your thoughts are going to control your emotions. Your emotions control your actions. So we really need to start learning how to master our mindsets so that we can do better when these things come up, right? So when you start to go do the journaling exercise and when you figure out what those things are, I want you to start asking yourself questions like, what can I do to anticipate this? What are things I can do to maybe alleviate this? So for example, I'm gonna give you a really good example. Like I said, I love examples. It puts, it brings things, it ties things in together for me. So I'm uh, more than likely, I bet you feel the same way. But if your struggle is social situations around food, say you're a party or eating out and it's just like, um, that's what is causing you to have this setback that really gets you off course. It's like whatever that food is that you're going to be around that's not really on your plan. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have it, right? But it's really how we're reacting to having it that's making the problem, right? When we start beating ourselves up and we think, oh my gosh, I've fallen off track and this and that. And if if you can't have that and be able to process that well, then maybe think about how can I not put myself in a situation where I'm going to want to pig out on this thing? You know, one thing that I personally do if I know I'm going to be in a situation like that is I will eat before I go to the social situation. So I am not freaking starving when I get there. So I'll just have a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but I'm not going to find myself sitting there gorging on everything. And a lot of times the mindset towards that and helping that situation as well is I never restrict myself from food. I never tell myself you can never have that. You can't have that. I don't do that because it's human nature when we restrict something that we are going to crave it more more. And so what I tell myself is, it's fine. If you want it, you can have it. That's fine. But I change my mindset and my thoughts and my what I tell myself is, I choose not to have this. It's not that I can't have it. It's I choose not to have this because of this and this and this reason. And for me, sugar gives me sugar headaches and makes me feel like crap. So I tell myself, I have told myself my my brain is programmed. I will not gorge or binge out on like cake at a birthday party or anything like that. You'll never see me do that. I'll take a bite. So I'll probably share with my kids or I'll have a couple of bites, but I'll never be eating a huge piece or getting a bunch because it'll make me feel like crap. And, you know, and I don't want to feel like crap. And so I know what it does to me. And I tell myself going in ahead of time, like I'm choosing not to eat this. It's not that I can't have it. I'm choosing it because of how it makes me feel. And I wanted, I want to feel good over enjoying that sweetness for like a minute or two, right? So really, like I said, all this is going to come back around to how you talk about yourself. How or what are the thoughts that you're telling yourself in your head is going to make the biggest difference. Um, and so think about what are those situations and how can you set yourself up to handle them better? And then not only that is maybe asking yourself, what can you do to set yourself up to handle it even though it happened, right? Because sometimes 
you know, it's going to happen. To say that I never go to a social situation overweight, no. Guys, if there's chips and dips and there's like salty kind of food, I'm probably going to, I mean, there's a chance that I could overeat that stuff, right? I, I might gorge a little bit because that's, those are my kryptonite foods, right? <laughs> it's not the sweet stuff. It's the spi- It's the, the spicy, the salty, the crunchy, those kinds of things. So of course, some that might happen. So what do I do in those situations? Like if I know there's going to be a situation like that, if I know I want to go eat out and I want to have those kinds of things, which by the way, macro counting is amazing because what I'll do is I'll save my carbs and my fats. I'll eat just high protein, low carb, low fat during the day. And I'll leave those things for the evening. So that way I don't really go over on things and I don't feel guilty about it because I like a lot allotted for it in my day. So that's another thing about planning ahead of time. Right. So that way we we handle situations with grace as well when we plan ahead of time of how we want to handle these situations. Another thing is I will, you know, if that's something that I'm going to, you know, like that comes up and I eat a bunch of food or whatever the case may be, well, then the next day I'm probably going to eat. I'm going to eat less to compensate for that. Right. So, um, you know, those are just some examples on handling a couple of things like setbacks. Now, the next step, just to go back, so we really got to talk about this step of forgiveness and self-love because this is a biggie. This is going to be the big breaking point of when a setback happens on what's going to happen next. Are you going to allow this to be the determining factor of a cascade of bad decisions or are you going to get back on track and stay more consistent and, you know, be true to what you want for yourself? And really, when this setback happens, you need to start focusing and you need to start practicing on how you talk to yourself, all right? Because a lot of us are doing this automatically when we have the setback, we're thinking very negatively and it's and it's a habit and it has been ingrained in our head because that is how we've been showing up through a setback for years and years and years. So it is going to take practice. So do not expect that you're going to get this the first time, the second time, the third. It's going to take time to reprogram your mind. All right. So what you what I would suggest you doing is I would suggest you maybe having an affirmation or a saying you have when you have a setback that makes you forgive yourself in the most self-loving way possible. And I'm thinking right now on my notes, I wish I would have put something like this because I just thought about this off the fly. Like that would be a perfect way to handle this. So I don't have something for you to say, but I think it's more important for you to come up with what you wanted to say. It can even be as simple as I forgive you and I love you. It could be just as simple as that, but you need to immediately handle it in a positive way of forgiveness and self-love and telling yourself something that is going to make you want to get up and feel empowered to keep moving forward and not let that become a rut, all right? So that is so extremely important. If you do not take away anything else from this, it's that, that you need to forgive yourself when you have a setback and you need to have a mindful game plan on how you're going to do that. And you need to practice it and practice it. And you know what? If you beat yourself up for a while and then you start realizing, oh, crap, like old old programming here is happening. I'm beating myself up. Then you need to stop and then you need to do the self-forgiveness thing. It's never too late to do this. It's never too late to do. It's not like, oh, gosh, Jessica, I didn't do it right when it happened. No, no, no. This is going to take time. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. The more you practice this, this easier it gets and the quicker you can get back on track. So this is like for me, I have setbacks 
It happens. Sometimes a setback can be a day. Sometimes I will I will admit that having, depending on what's going on in my life and other factors going on, if it's just so much, it'll be a week, right? And that happens every once in a while. But that happens very far and in between because I have a, a healthy mindset on how I handle these things so I can get back on track and get back to being me. And part of that is it's, it's painful not to be living my true identity. And my true identity is a healthy one. I'm a healthy person. I'm a fit person. That's who I am. That is my identity. So it causes me more pain not to be in that identity, to be in a rut than it does to actually do what it takes to get back on track. And that's what I want for you. And I want you to be working towards that. But I want you to realize that has taken me years to get to this point, right? It's taken a lot of mindset work, a lot of practice. And I don't mean that to scare you away or for you not to even start. But I'm just telling you so you can be practical with yourself and be and have realistic expectations of yourself that this takes time if you want to live a healthy lifestyle. But guys, it is so freaking worth it. And it gets easier with time. And like I said, it just is. It's so worth it. I mean, I, I can't think of anything else to work towards that brings me more joy, even though I have the challenges. See my mindset, going back to what we talked about earlier about seeing these setbacks as challenges that are going to help you grow. That's exactly what they are. They're here to help you grow. But the problem happens is when you keep having the same lesson pop up, the same setback pop up, but you never figure it out, right? It just keeps happening. So then you feel like you're near a plateau and you're never growing. You're never progressing because it's the same damn lesson you're just it just keeps popping up in your life because you never figured it out you've never moved forward from that lesson so that way you can feel like you're growing and you're moving on to the next lesson right so this is all about becoming aware and then handling it with grace and moving forward to the next challenge and just like I said changing your mindset about all this so I really hope you enjoyed um Enjoy to ep- today's episode. This is something I feel really passionate about because this is something that I have personally been struggling, have struggled with and worked on for a long time because I have an all or nothing mindset. I am a perfectionist. I am a, rec- I like to say, I'm a recovering perfectionist, but I have this, men- I have a mentality that I have to work on because I'm an all or nothing person. I am a very like, everything's extremes for me. If I'm happy, I'm freaking happy. If I'm sad, I'm really sad. If if I'm going to do something, it's really hard for me not to go in 110% balls to the wall and do it. Like to the point where I'm I, I, like, I'm just focused on nothing else and I can get obsessive about things. So that is the way that my personality is. So it has taken me a while to like, to learn these things. And so every time I share a message with you guys, it's something that I've been through and I have worked through and not just re- like stuff I've worked through for years. Like this is guys, you don't realize like I'm a freaking self-development junkie. <laughs> like that's like all I read and all I I pretty much I, I can just sit there and just just soak all that stuff up. Right. I'm always about how can I be a better me? How can I improve? Because I feel like 
I have this calling in life to share that with other women. I have a drive to do that. And so it fills me up when I can share things with you and I can make your life better and help you where I can take all the crap that's happened in my life and turn it into something good. Because guys, I'll be completely honest, when I was in the deepest of my depression and honestly suicidal, um, you know, I would sit there and I would literally be crying on the bathroom floor asking what is wrong with me? Why? Why am I like this? Why is this happening to me? Why? 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 Playing the victim. And it's like finally years later, I'm like, oh, this is why like life was happening for me. Life was giving me those things to conquer so that I can help others conquer those things as well. Because without all that, I would not be in this position. Right. And it's like I'm sitting here like in so much joy over it now. So, um, yeah. So I want to leave you guys with that. And um, thanks so much for hanging out with me. And I will see you in next week episode for now. If you want to come hang out with me between like, you know, not every Tuesday or not just every Tuesday, then I want to invite you to come hang out with me in my Facebook group. It's called Mom is the New Strong Nutrition Club. You can just go to www.facebook.com slash group slash Mom is the New Strong Club and then request to join and let's hang out. So hopefully I'll see you in the group. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Mama's New Strong podcast. If you found this helpful or enjoyed the show, please leave me a review and tell me about it. I'd love to hear from you. Also, if you want to get started, go over to momisthenewstrong.com forward slash free meal plan to download your one week meal plan that will help you kickstart fat loss and promote lean muscle, plus help you save five hours around meal planning all while eating healthy with your family. Until next time, go out there and be the strong mom that you are.